Hello party people. Today we're going to be looking at what it means to take advice and to give affirmation. Every day in my class as the eighth grade English teacher at Ascension Catholic School, I like to remind the kids that there is advice out there. There's something to take. There's something worthwhile that somebody has to share with us. And then if we can turn that into an affirmation, we learn that anything that follows the statement I am can become a part of us. So if we learn how to take in the advice of the world around us and to positively affirm ourselves, we can become the strongest leaders that we were intended to be. So without further ado, let's cue that music. This is Raising Canes, an eighth grade ELA podcast where we share all there is to know about how to raise leaders, not chickens. We raise the bar, we raise essential questions, we raise our voices, we raise the awareness to spread the respect you and we, the world, so desperately needs. I'm Miss Kane, the orchestrator of this beautiful English middle school madness. Now, let's get to raising that cane. Advice. It's near and dear to my heart. I always say it's like sainthood for words. Words can kind of just go to die sometimes or we say too many of them, but certain words stick. Certain words make an impact and those are the ones that carry the quotation marks around them. Or so to speak, in my analogy, the halo as if they were a saint. Um, But we're going to go and take a look at some of the pieces of advice that I have shared with my class that have come from people who are important to me, my friends and my family. And we're going to take a look at how those pieces of advice are seen in the world today. Um, We're going to go and get started with my mother. So here is Mary Kane. My best advice would be to let the children be as independent as possible. Encourage them to try for themselves. Help them if they've made a mistake, but let them make mistakes. Pretty sure my mother was talking to me here, but she really wanted to let me know that as a teacher, it's super important that I can't just do everything for these kids. I can't hold their hands, especially in middle school. They've got to make their own mistakes. That's the only way they're going to learn. And I know my mom, not she wasn't just telling me this out of thin air. She probably learned from it in her own past. But it's also seen a lot in our history. I mean, take Rosa Parks, for example, a woman who let go of society's opinions of her and embraced racial injustice. And by doing that, she refused to give up a seat on a bus. And she let people who are making those inhumane mistakes continue to make them. And she was going to suffer because of them. But she knew that it was going to teach them a lesson. And eventually, many of the wrongdoers ended up joining Rosa in her fight for freedom, Not maybe not even in her time, but later on, especially you could see that now with the riots we've experienced in 2020. Now, my friend Lauren, she also goes in to say, that it's super important that we're not our own worst enemy. And we can see that a lot with racial injustice too with MLK. But I'm going to let Lauren share her piece of advice before we get into that. My advice would be not to be your own worst enemy because my experiences through grad school and then also at my first big kid job as an SLP, I've realized that When I'm my own worst enemy, it gets in the way of me and the kids that I'm working with because it almost puts a barrier up and I become insecure, constantly thinking, is what am I, is what I'm doing right? Is what I'm doing enough? And if at the end of the day, I just let go of that, I think everyone would be better off. My friend Lauren, who graduated from 
um, grad school for SLP in St. Louis at a school named Fontbonne, she obviously had gone through a lot to learn that she can't be her own worst enemy. But this has also happened with MLK. Martin Luther King Jr., he was somebody who fought for social equality as well as Rosa Parks. And by doing so, he led many rioters to actually burn down his home and put his wife and his family at risk. They were all inside. Now, Martin Luther King could have easily been his own worst enemy and said, I I need to stop fighting for justice because I'm harming my family. But he continued fighting on. And again, by not getting down on himself, he was able to move forward with his movement. And that's probably why we study him in history books today. We are going to move on into something a little more a little more prevalent to most ages. Um, My friend Jack Christian, he gives a really good piece of advice on what it means to be an adventurer. So we're going to listen to him say that now, and we're going to study how that actually has come into play in the music industry. My advice I can give you is treat every day like a new adventure. You're going to have many people asking about the future. When this happens, it is easy to fall into the mindset only thinking in the future tense. What could I do? Who will I be? Where will I be? Instead think, what should I do? Who am I now? Where am I currently? Every path in the world is open to you right now. Make sure you you don't miss the opportunities you have today because you're too busy focusing on tomorrow. God love Jack Christian. And I wish I could say he is pretty much an adventurer for a career path. I think he could be, because I remember in college, he ended up picking me up after my grandma passed away, and he was like, we need to live in the now. Let's go on an adventure, and drove me over an hour and a half to cross something off my bucket list, which was to go to a drive-in movie theater. He always sees adventure, even in the saddest of moments. So you obviously can see this happening not only in Jack Christian and in my life, but it happens in the in the daily world as well. Um, Dolly Parton, I mean, take her, a singer-songwriter who displayed adventure so well. Besides just the way she looked and the way she carries herself being different and adventuresome, when she wrote the song, and I Will Always Love You, and became very famous for it, people ended up addressing her 20 years later, asking her for the permission for her song to be sung by an African-American artist, which still at this time was a little bit racy. And she might have seen it as, you know, a little. most people might have seen it as scary, but Dolly saw it as an opportunity, an adventure for her song to impact many generations to come. And it became so legendary that her, her song ended up climbing to number one on the charts in 1992, nearly 20 years after her song was originally released. So she, she sought out an adventure to let her lyrics end up transforming not even just her generation when it came out, but multiple after that. So I mean, adventure scene also in the music industry. Now, my last piece of advice comes from two of my friends. I've kind of combined them, but um, we're going to go and start with my friend, Emily. My friend, Emily, who was recently married and she just recently graduated from OT school. She obviously has been through a lot to know what it means to be in the right headspace and to always find joy. So here's a little bit of her advice telling us what that means. So today I would like to give you guys two statements that kind of provide the framework for my life and it helps me find peace, joy, and happiness in my life and also helps me 
make sure that I'm surrounding myself with the right type of people. So the first statement is choose joy. Two simple words I'm sure you've heard it many times. My mom always told me when I was young that an emotion lasts 30 seconds. And then after that, you get to choose which emotion you want. So do you want to keep going with the current emotion that you had in the previous 30 seconds? Or do you want to pick a new one? So that means if you're mad, frustrated, sad, upset, whatever, that will last for about 30 seconds. And then after that, you get to choose. So you are in the power of your own emotions. So I encourage you to choose joy. Because when you are happy or you are joyful, your world just makes a whole lot more sense. And life seems to go so much smoother. My second statement is be kind. This one I'm sure you hear all the time, since you were a little kid probably. But I take kindness very seriously. It's important to be kind to others because you never truly know what they're going through. And if you be kind to others and be kind to everyone around you, whether they're your friends, your family, your enemies, whatever, it might be the reason why that they smile today. And that's so important. Because if they're smiling, they might rub up on someone else and show them kindness. And then kindness is going to spread like confetti. So there's going to be kindness all over the world. And to be honest with you, the world needs more of that. I mean, doesn't it seem so easy to just say choose joy, yet we overcomplicate everything in life? Sometimes we got to dumb it down in order to make it seem like it's achievable. Um, so the next thing we're going to do is listen to my friend Mitch's advice um, my friend Mitch, he's somebody who is so outgoing and sees everything as an opportunity. And he had some advice to share about what it means to teach everything or to look at everything as a teachable moment. My advice for you is to always keep your mind active and learn something new every day. Whether that be in the classroom, weird or interesting fact from a podcast, which is probably my favorite way of keeping my mind active or a new skill or hobby. You are never too old or it is never too late to learn something new. Emily's advice of always choosing joy and kindness and Mitch's advice of always keeping your mind active and learning can be seen in the TV world and the Netflix world, anywhere on media, especially in the show Gilmore Girls, one of my personal favorites, you could take a look at the main character, Lorelai, who has been through so much, born to a wealthy family, never felt like she fit in, ended up having her own child and moving to a new town. She was always looked down upon by her family, but didn't let that get the best of her. She still always chose joy and was there for her daughter as she raised her. And she also was somebody who never kept her mind idle. She always had a million things going on. She was either going to visit her friend Luke at his diner, starting her own inn with her best friend Sookie, and even being a single mother kept her occupied. She never had a down moment, and by doing so, it did keep her happy. And it did always give her something to think about and something to learn. So much can be jam-packed into these three pieces of advice that I've shared with you guys today. Um, but I want you to remember that advice is all around. But most importantly, it's living in the person looking back at us in the mirror. So letting go, seeing adventure, choosing joy, keeping an active mind. We can see this in ourselves. It doesn't just exist in TV shows such as Gilmore Girls or in our history with racial inequality or in the music industry with Dolly Parton. 
advice is all around us and we're the ones who get to choose how that can impact us and maybe we can become the people people talk about in the future.